Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. If you're listening to this podcast, you must recognize the value of asking questions. At Aramco, our questions help us engineer a better future. How can today's resources fuel our shared tomorrow? How can we deliver energy to a world that can't stop? How can we deliver one of the fuels of the future? How can we sow curiosity to harvest ingenuity? To learn more about how innovation drives us forward, visit aramco.com slash powered by how. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. We have been looking at the sons of Jacob. We are doing this to kind of take a look at this family before we go into the book of Exodus when there was a new king and the changing of the guards, if you will, from the status that they had as a family when Jacob was um, the, um, the leader of Egypt along with Pharaoh. Pharaoh said he was the leader in his courts. And outside of the courts, uh, Joseph had um, uh, rulership over all and everything that happened outside of the courts. And so we kind of been looking at these guys' lives um, just before and what they did. And each one of them in the book of the legend of the Jews, we've been looking at the legend of the Jews. Um, they have been giving basically a synopsis of their life. Uh, they're dying, and so they're calling their family, and they're just having this conversation, telling, um, giving their wisdom, if you will. And so we've been looking at the sons of Jacob. We are in Issachar's uh, reading his today, and I decided to slow down because I was rushing. I really was, and it, I was doing an injustice to to you, to all of you that are listening. So I wanted to uh, slow down take some time and just basically read to you what I am reading in my studies about their, you know, what they're saying about themselves, their last will and testament, if you will, so that you can see, because each one of these gentlemen, their lineage plays a part within the children of Israel. And each one of them, as you see, began to get some insights and they're telling their children all of their life, they're giving the uh, summary of their life, and then they are passing on, which is a great gift to have. I happen to have um, the opportunity with my parents to sit down with my mom before she passed, a little before she passed, a few days before. I apparently I got the same also with my dad. It's really very funny. My family, we were traveling, and um, this was around Christmas time, I believe, that we all got on a call, and um, all of his kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, um, we kept talking to him. Everyone was coming on at different times and stuff like that, and so I got a chance to watch my dad, had an opportunity to um, speak to all of his kids, his lineage, and um, uh, his grandkids, and all of those things. And then it was a few days later that he passed. And so it was a wonderful sight, and it was a wonderful thing to be a part of, and also to get a chance to see that 
you know, so I understand some of this as I am reading it to you guys. And so, as I said, I was doing an injustice by rushing all of them. Um, and I do apologize for that. So I wanted to take my time and um, take it slowly so that you can get the fullness of it. So we're going to read Issachar's, and it is entitled, the title of it here in the Legend of the Jews is Issachar's Singleness of Heart. So let's see what that all means. When Issachar felt his end approach, he summoned his sons, and he said to them, Hearten my children unto your father Issachar, and listen to the words of him that is beloved of the Lord. I was born unto Jacob as his fifth son, as a reward for the Gurdinim, Dudedim. Reuben brought the Dudedim from the field. They were fragrant apples. Actually, I remember reading this when um, we read this early in the book of um, the book of uh, Jasher, Jasher, and we read about this particular thing and uh, how it was important within his relationship with his mother. And um, here he is, he's talking about it. And there were fragrant apples which grew in the land of Haran upon the errands below a gully. Rachel met Reuben, and she took the diem away from him. The lad wept, and he cried, brought his mother Leah to his side, and she addressed Rachel thus. It is a small matter that thou takest away my husband, and wilt thou take away my son's to the end also. And Rachel said, See, Jacob shall be thine tonight for your son. Um, so I remember this exact story when you're reading. Um, she took this and uh, allowed him her to sleep with, uh, her, with, with you know, um, with Jacob. So, but Leah insisted Jacob is mine, and I am the wife of his youth. Whereupon Rachel, be not boastful and overweening to me. He was dethroned first, and for my sake he served our fathers fourteen years. Though thou art not his wife, you, uh, thou wast taken to him by cunning instead of me. For our father deceived me and put me out of the way that night of the nuptial, so that Jacob could not see me. Nevertheless, gave me the durian, and thou mayest have Jacob. For a night. Then Leah bore me, and I was called Issachar, on account of the reward Rachel had given to my mother. At that time, an angel of the Lord approached to Jacob, and he spoke, Rachel will bear only two sons, for she rejected the espousal of her husband and closed continent. But Leah bore six sons, for the Lord knew that she desired to be with her husband, not because she was prompted by evil inclination. But for the sake of children, Rachel's prayer also was fulfilled on account of the durian. For although she desired to eat the apple, she did not touch them, but put them in the house of the Lord and gave them to the priests of the Most High that was in those days. When I grew up, my children, I walked in the integrity of my heart and I became a husbandman cultivating the land for my father and my brethren, and I gathered the fruit from the field in the due time. My father blessed me because he saw that I walked in singleness of heart. I was not married to a wife until I was 30 years old, for the hard work I did consumed my strength, and I had no desire unto woman, but overwhelmed by fatigue. 
I would sink into sleep. My father was well pleased at all times with my uh, restitute. If my work was crowned with good results, I brought the first fruit of my labor to the priest of the Lord. The next harvest went to my father, and then I to myself. The Lord doubled the possession in my land or in my hand, and Jacob knew that God aided me for the sake of my singleness of heart. For in my sincerity, I gave of the produce of the land to the poor and the needy. I was actually doing a study about the poor and the needy, and actually it's uh, this week's podcast with Blueprint of Faith, and I was talking about the, uh, the poor and the needy and how the, uh, you know, we're looking at our political uh, uh, landscape, and we see that a particular party is taking the banner that they are representing the church and that they are fighting for Christian values and that they are Christian, white Christian nationalists and all of these things. Everything that is absolutely contrary to the Word of God, they are practicing and teaching. And one of the things, or the hallmark of this group of people is how they treat the poor. And we know that uh, in the United States, we consider those that are on Medicaid, food stamps, and all of these things, the poor, that's why they need all of that. And so these men in this particular group feel as if, you know, uh, they are, uh, you know, these people that are poor, some of them, of course, you will always have those that will try to game the system. But then the majority of those people are not trying to game the system, so they are poor. And we see that many of these men and women uh, claiming to be Christians are stealing from them and taking away from the poor, and God doesn't like that at all. Actually, in Deuteronomy fifteen eleven says, "For there will never cease to be poor in the land." And so He's saying that um, they will never not be poor. And then He says, "Therefore, I command you." And so He commanded us a certain way to treat the poor. And we see that here that Issachar is doing that. I gave the produce to of the land to the poor and the needy. And when the Bible tells us that when we do that, that we are giving or we are lending unto God and that God will make sure that we are taken care of and that he would pay us back. And so we see this principle being practiced here by this young man, uh, Issachar. And now, hark not to me, my children, and walk in singleness of heart. That's great advice. When we walk in singleness of heart, one becomes um, able to hit that bullseye much clearer, much faster to achieve what you want and to get your desired outcome. One of the things that I tell people is that I can always tell when someone doesn't have a singleness of heart, if you will, um, when they're living a circular life. And the circular life is simply because they haven't made a decision yet as to what they want to do. They haven't become single-minded. When one becomes single-minded, especially the human spirit, when, one, when that human spirit becomes single-minded, it becomes very focused. And in its focus, it is designed to pull all the things that is needed to create what he or she desires, because that is exactly what God did when he showed up in Genesis to recreate the earth after it was damaged by the fall for, uh, with the, the great rebellion in, in heaven. And Lucifer and his uh, angels were lost. They lost the battle. 
and they were tossed to the earth. And all of those guys fell on the earth, and they caused the uh, the first ice age. And so, um, uh, when the human spirit becomes singleness of heart, things will also get done quickly. And so he says, Now hearken unto me, my children, and walk in singleness of heart, for upon it rested the favor of the Lord at all times. And I'm dead serious. I absolutely believe this. That when we become single, um, singleness of heart, when we become focused, heart focused, that means that the spirit of the man or the soul of the man is focused on um, getting the word of God and using the word of God to uh, walk by faith. And when we are, and the Bible tells us that when we are faithful, Faithful means that we are walking by faith, that God is pleased, and that the favor of God rests on us at all times. And the Bible tells us that the, the, um, with the righteous, um, God surrounds his favor with the, with the righteous. It tells us so, so, that I surround the righteous with favor. And so that favor, which I told you guys, is God divinely influencing the heart for your benefit, whatever that benefit is, to bring God the glory. And uh, that is that is the time that it takes for the manifestation of our desired prayer. So what happens with us is that when we pray to God for something, and um, the time for us to get that manifestation, what God's grace is doing is working the behind-the-scenes stuff. I tell people the behind-the-scenes, he is causing them to make decisions and he's bringing circumstances in their life to cause them to react and act certain ways which is beneficial to you and so in that time frame while you're waiting for god's um word to show up to manifest your desired outcome your state or your receptive state should be that of worship that of thanksgiving and uh, uh once you're in that state and you're doing that, God is pleased because the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that Abraham was not weak in faith, but how was he strong in faith? But was strong in faith, giving glory unto God. And so you and I have to do the very same thing as we become strong in faith this way, that uh, we will, God will be pleased with us and that he would um, give us all of our desired outcome. And so I just want to encourage you guys about that. And so uh, he tells us here that this uh, singleness of heart um, will uh, rest on us the favor of God at all times. The simple man longeth not for gold. He does not defraud his neighbor. He has no desire for meat and dainty of any kind. He careth not for strumptuous dress. He hopeth not for long life. He waited only upon the will of God. What a space to be, man. Um, to be able to, we know that David always talked about waiting on the Lord. And we know that Jesus had a situation like this when he was in the garden. And um, he had a conversation with God, the Father, and he's like, Hey, um, it's time for me to, to, to get to this cross, start heading to this cross. The betrayal is all that stuff is about to happen. Um, I'm not sure I want to go through this. I gotta, I gotta go through all of this stuff. I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. And so Jesus begins to um, question his assignment, if you will. And all of us, uh, we get to that place. He began to, he did a lot of his things that he was said that he would do. He uh, read uh, the scriptures to us. We saw it, and uh, many people were healed. 
Many people were delivered. All of those things he told us. But um, his assignment was to get on this cross to become sin for us all. And um, he he doesn't want to do this. And so he's in the midst of this negotiation with the father. He's like, hey, man, um, I'm not sure I want to do this. Um, I'm not sure I want to be separated from you. I don't mind becoming sin. Um, and uh, But the part that I'm having some difficulty is I, I, I got to be separated from you. And I think that's the part that the father, that Jesus was um, really hurting about. Because he knew and he kept telling his disciples, my time is here. Um, this is going to happen. And I'm sure he knew that the the last straw that those religious people would han- could handle was the fact that uh, he started messing around with their money. And so the minute he started messing around with the money, the show really began and they began to said, no, 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 we got to kill this man. And so they did everything to come together to make it happen. And so they um, uh, sit down, talk with, uh, to Judas and got the, ro- the ball going so that they can get this stuff moving forward. So we see that um, uh, the singleness of heart. Uh, let me go back also and talk to you about um, there's a principle in the Bible where he says, if my work was crowned with good result, I brought the first fruit of my labor to the priest of the Lord. Next harvest went to my father and then I to my and then to myself. And it says that the Lord doubled the possession in my hand. That first fruit um, teaching, I've heard many times before, um, but this has to be something between you and God. Don't allow anyone to force it on you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is here to teach us all truth. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you that truth. And um, with your humbleness in your heart, you want to practice that. And that is when you have your, your, your work and when you are... You know, doing your, most of us now are working nine to five and so forth. And we bless God with our first fruit. It could be the first of the, your first week that you get your money. You could work out where you give him maybe extra on that. Or, you know, or, you know, the first fruit is that you would bring that first fruit and you offer it in totality to the, um, to the priests. But again, this is what I'm saying. It has to be something with you and the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to God first that if you would want to do that, then you would purpose in your heart that you want to do that. And um, there is blessing with that. We saw the first fruit mentioned in Genesis with Cain and Abel, and we saw the result of that, how God blessed it and God was pleased. And um, the same principle runs through the Bible. And uh, I just want to bring that to your attention that it is there. And you can bring it into your life, and God will bless you. I remember when I first started the podcast, and um, I remember the first set of money I told the Lord that I would give it to Him uh, when it came, and people um, people bless me, and um, as I would get blessed, I would give that to the Lord, and so for Him doing what He He, he has done for me. And so you would have to go before Him. I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying that it is a it is a principle in the Bible, and you could apply it to your life. But you would have uh, need to go to the Holy Spirit and to God and 
those that are married, maybe your wife, uh, you guys have to do together as a family. And God, um, a lot of the things that we have to give up is fearfulness and trust God. But uh, the Lord doubled the possession in my hand. And so um, God will bless you even more so when you um, entrust him with that principle of the first first fruit. So just want to bring that to your attention. And again, I am saying to you guys, go before God and seek guidance, seek direction. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth, every truth, truth in the word, truth in the situations that you're in in your life, truth as to what's going on with you and your, your work, all truth, he said. So go to the Holy Spirit and get answers. And he will, um, God said, he will not hide anything from his children. So, um, and he hearkened unto me, my, and now hearken unto me, my children, and walk in singleness of heart, for upon it rested the favor of the Lord at all times. The simple man longeth not for gold, nor doth he defraud his neighbors. He has no desire for meat and dainty of any kind. He careth not for strumptious dress. He hoped not for long life. He waited only on the will of God. Jesus said, after he had his conversation with the Father, and he came to the end. The Bible tells us that he was sweating blood when he was in the midst of that negotiation. And at the end of it, he says, Not my will, but thy will be done. And it begun. The spirit of deception have no power over him, for he looked upon not upon his the beauty of women, lest, lest he defile his understanding with corruption. Jealousy cometh not into his thoughts, envy does not share his sear his soul and insatiable greed does not make him look abroad for a rich gain that can only be achieved by the lifestyle that you have previously he laid it out for you the simple man longeth not for gold that is a mindset that one has to be in um and it is a lifestyle that he's talking about the simple man Long it not for gold, he does not defraud his neighbor. So you have to have a heart of kindness, one of compassion. I mean, this is a total lifestyle that you have to have. He has no desire for meat and dainty. He's not interested in that kind of stuff. Um, he's not interested in fancy dressing up and partying and all that stuff. He hopes not for a long life. He waits only upon the will of God. And because he does that, and he lives like that. He lives as a simple man. The spirit of deception have no power over him. Whether it's deception for money, whether it's deception about fancy clothes, whether it's deception of any kind, that man is deception has no power over him. For he looketh not upon the beauty of women, as he said in before, he had no desire for a woman. He was busy working, doing his work, and tilling the ground and so forth. Least he defile his understanding with corruption. Jealousy cometh not into his thoughts. We know why, because he's just not interested in women. And so he, jealousy is not going to be there at all. Envy does not share his soul, and instability or greed does not make him look abroad for a rich. Now then, my children, observe the law of the Lord. Attain to simplicity. So his advice is simplicity is key. And walk in singleness of heart. Without meddling with the affairs of others, that's a big thing for a lot of people. You know, you know how they love to the, the, the Olympics of gossip. 
uh, love the Lord and love your neighbors. The Bible tells us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy might and thy strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so if you love your neighbors, you're going to love yourself as well. So if you don't love yourself, you won't love your neighbors. So, and that's the, the, the problem with mankind. We haven't learned how to love ourselves. So the principle is that once you love you, you'll be able to love someone. It is the baseline by which you can turn to someone and say, I love you. Because, you know, when you say that, you know that that means that you have forgiven them. You have um, all of these things uh, because you have done that with you. And um, if you haven't learned to love yourself, you shouldn't be in any relationship. Anyway, have pity upon the poor and the feeble. Bow your back to till the ground. Occupy yourselves with work on upon the land and bring gift unto the Lord in gratitude. Another part of uh, that way by which one lives when you pray and you live in a space of gratitude. Thank God for all things and everything at all times because the Bible says this is the will of God that we do that. And so if you are doing the will of God, you're doing pretty good. So um, I just want to encourage you guys to continue doing the will of God. So we're reading Issachar stuff. We see that um, uh, he is laying it out that we ought to be um, bring gifts unto God in gratitude for the Lord has blessed you with the best of the fruits of the field, as he has blessed all the saints from Abel down to our day. Know, my children, that in the latter time, your sons will abandon the path of uh, perpetuity and will be ruled by greed. They will forsake restitute and practice craft. They will depart from the command of the Lord and follow after Belair. They will give up husbandry and pursue their evil plan. They will be scattered amongst the heathen and serve their enemy. Tell this unto your children so that if they sin, they may repent speedily and return to the Lord. For he is merciful and he will make them out to bring them back unto their land. He will take them out to bring them back unto his land. I am 122 years old and I can discern no sin in myself. Save my wife, I have known no woman. I was guilty of no unchastity, thought the lifting up of eyes. I drank no wine, that I might not be led astray. I did not covet for what belonged to my neighbor. Guile had no place in my heart. Lies did not pass my lips. I sigh alone with all that were heavy laden. And to the poor I gave my bread. I love the Lord with all my might, and mankind I also love. He tells us in the word, he says, if you love the Lord thy God, because if you're hanging out with all that love, man, you're going to fall in love with yourself, and then you're able to love your neighbor. And so he's telling us, he said, I love also mankind. Do you likewise, my children, and all the spirits of Vela will flee from you. No deed be done, the wicked will have no power over you, and you will van vanquish all the wild beasts. For you have the Lord with you, the Lord of heaven. And Issachar bade his children carry him up to Hebron and bury him there by his fathers in the cave. And he stretched out his feet and fell into the sleep of eternity, full of years, healthy of limbs, and in possession of all his faculties. So we see that this is another brother and his lifestyle, and he's declared what his lifestyle was. And we got a glimpse of his singleness of heart. 
how he is focused, how he lived. He told us how he lived. He told us the relationship. Actually, he told us about his birth, the incident that caused him to be uh, brought into the world. And we read this earlier in the book of Yasher. And we are seeing his recitation of his life at the end of it and how God has blessed him. And he's excited and he's warning his children. He gives them a warning as to uh, the end of days. And we know we're looking at our time and, and we're looking at the theater around us. And we're seeing much of what he talked about being displayed on a daily basis in our life. And it is hard to see that um, the world is in the way it is, but it is in the fullness of time. The Bible says God does his things. In the fullness of time, Jesus came. In the fullness of time, um, all of us came. You and I came in the fullness of our time. And we will pass in the fullness of our time. And so the um, Bible tells us the prayer of, of the psalmist is to teach us our days to number our days so that we can behave in you know rightfully and do the right thing. And so we see that this man's life, he gave an example of it, and he tells us that um, uh, he was blessed, God blessed him. We talked about the first fruit and uh, what comes along with that. And so I want to thank you guys for coming and following me here at this site. I really appreciate all of you. And I do apologize for running through all of those sons of Jacob are uh, so fast. Uh, the, the first set was Reuben, Simeon, and uh, all the other guys. And so I have done an injustice to you. And so, but I wanted to continue with the remainders, uh, remainders of these sons of Jacob, so that you will get a chance to get a good picture of what they were talking about. And so this week we read about Issachar's singleness of heart and how living with a singleness of heart can uh, grant you and give you certain things within this life that we have and we live in. The next one that we're going to look at the next week is Zebulun, and um, we will look at his life as he begins to give us the information, summarizing his. We will then look at Dan's and um, Naphtali's dream and division of the tribe. We look at his, and then we'll go through and then um, God is the other one. And we will then go um, after all of these guys. Then we'll go into the book of Exodus. And um, uh, Ash, Asher is another one. Benjamin is, is the last one. And then we will then swing into the book of um, Exodus. And when this new changing of the guards happened, when they looked on the children of Israel and said, wait a minute, there's more than them, than us. we got to do something about that. And then it changed. But everything is being lined up according to God's word. Remember, God had promised Abraham that he was going to deliver them from bondage. So they're about to go into bondage. And um, uh, God kept his word. And uh, it takes time sometimes for God's word to happen. But it does happen. So I want to encourage all of you guys. So again, thank you. Um, thank you for supporting me financially, all of you. Those that are listening to me on um, on the YouTube channel, um, I ask that you like and subscribe for us. Um, share, spread the word so that we can grow and continue to 
discover new things in the Bible. We will continue to, to move forward, but I felt it necessary to give you a baseline of the children of Israel, which is these sons. And then we will go into um, uh, Exodus, and then we'll follow them there, what happens when they claim out and all those kind of good stuff, the birth of Moses. All of those things we will discuss as we continue our journey in the Word of God and so that we can discover who we are, so that we can change this world. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us, that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode 